Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today at RIT Podcast. This is Isaiah Diesel. Joined as my partner in crime, as always, Earl Gray. Earl, how are you doing t- today, tonight? Oh, all good, mate. All good. Thank you, mate. You're yesterday. You're in the past, right? <laughs> You're in the future. I'm in the future, right? So we have someone who's a little bit more in the past than you, uh, Holly. She's joining us today. And uh, Holly, would you mind uh, telling us where you're calling out of? Uh, I am calling you from Borden, Ontario, uh, in Canada. So for me, it is almost noon. All right. So I'm still working on coffee, not beer yet. Yeah, I'm actually having a little beer just to kind of mellow down because I get a little bit stressed out sometimes, especially when we have some topics that are coming up like this, a little, a little bit controversial, never... Not really sure I'm going to rub someone the wrong way or it, it just, it, it gets me a little bit nervous. So usually having like one or two helps calm down the nerves a little bit. But Adam, are you getting a little bit more comfortable in the in the driver's seat or um, how has this process been for you for uh, podcasting? Oh, it's been great. It's, um, I mean, it's not something that I would um, ever thought that I would do. Right. Um, but obviously you know we got chatting online and uh it's great fun i enjoy it and obviously you get to speak to people from walks of life so yeah yeah, yeah that's great i love that so uh holly before we get started we, we always like to start off with a friendly fire round because we like to get the conversation moving along and okay. sometimes yeah because sometimes whenever you whenever you uh, you know, as I said, when we're having these conversations, it can get a little bit contentious. So we like to start off with something that's not threatening. So are you ready for the friendly fire round? Sure. Okay. This is this is one of my favorite ones. But all right. So if you had to own any giant feline being, uh, what giant cat would it be? Oh, probably Black Panther. Oh, oh, yeah. That's actually mine. That's actually mine. All right. Gray, over to you. So you're allowed to go to the pub with somebody for an hour. It could be anybody alive or dead. Who are you going to spend this hour with? Lorena McKinnett. And who's that? Oh, oh my, have I got some things to send you. Uh, She is an amazing uh, musician, artist, performer. Um, She is from Morden, Manitoba. So she's a farm chick. Um, she is a self-taught violinist. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to see her perform. Uh, I got to meet her and right. was all ready for you know a, a conversation with her. And I don't know what the issue was, but for the life of me, I could not string three words together to make any <laughs> sense. I just, I might as well have been a 12-year-old at a Justin Bieber concert. Right, right, right. So maybe in a pub over a few beer might be a different conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Next one. Uh, What is your favorite sandwich? This is going to sound weird, but uh, bologna, which is gross (laughs) on its own. God. I know. Okay. Bologna, cheese, lettuce, mayonnaise. Uh, on whole wheat bread with peanut butter. Oh, wow. It's just took a weird turn. Sounds, it sounds horrible, but uh, I used to uh, do a lot of cycling. And 
these sandwiches will provide you every single amino acid, every protein that you need for your whole day. And well, it actually I'm, tastes a lot better than it sounds. I'm about to take your word on that one. Sorry, I'm struggling to get past this one. Um, what, what's bologna? I mean, it, this is, I've heard of bologna, you but I don't know, know what it is. You're serious? No, if like you serious. don't know what it is. It's in the UK. If, if you don't know what it is, you are all the better for not yeah, knowing what it like, is. Yeah. Imagine just like a hot dog, which is just all the spare parts. Flat. The, and then just flattening it out to like meat. Flat would, hot dog. I would call it like a spam. Because spam means some parts are meat. No, spam's uh, even worse. Some parts are meat. So that just... spam's great, man. Love actually, it. Deep fried. Is, it's beautiful. Listen to this. Spam is actually a delicacy in South Korea. Uh, they actually give it out as gifts here. But, okay. Uh, that being said, um, we want to, we do want to start off first and ask you, what is your religious uh, affiliation? Or, uh, l l l let's say this. On a scale from one to seven... One meaning you positively believe in God, and a seven meaning you positively do not believe in a God. Where would you fall in that spectrum? Maybe a five. Maybe a five, four or five. That would be closer to not believing in God? No, if one is I absolutely do not no, believe, no, one is you believe in God. Seven, I totally do. One is you believe uh, in God? About a four or five. There, there has to be something, right? Otherwise, why would everybody talk about it? <laughs> right. All right. You have to ask Gray on that one. So, okay. So, so if we were to, if we were to put you in a category, uh, what would that category be? As far as my religious beliefs, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, more than likely animist. Animist. And for the audience, would you mind explaining exactly what that is? Uh, an animist um, essentially is a belief that everything around me has an energy, has a spirit, is its own entity. Okay? There's not necessarily one all-powerful, I'm head honcho sort of, sort of thing. Um, it kind of comes from... Uh, despite the fact that I'm definitely Caucasian, uh, apparently Norwegian background, um, but I don't know any. Um, I have a lot of experience in uh, Indigenous groups and Indigenous circles. And when I started um, being around them and learning from them, uh, because my, my thinking meshes very, very well uh, with theirs and it just I've, I've never had an experience with a religious belief or a spiritual belief that hit home so completely mm -hmm. right there is a reference to creator mm -hmm. right but that's still kind of ambiguous um but i mean the moon she has an energy she has a spirit she has uh qualities uh, the sun, the earth, every single thing. And I'm finally like, yes, yes, I'm home. So hmm. that's sort of where I where I fit in, I guess. All right. And Gray, you can get in here. You can either explain yourself or ask the first question. 
Um, I want to jump straight to it and um, and and ask you what what you you practice, what rituals you practice personally, and you know tell us a little more about your your beliefs and that side of things. Um, as far as rituals, um, I have been uh, a I guess pagan um, for 30, 35 years. But as far as rituals, uh, when I was first involved, you know, and everything's new and exciting, I was going through every single ritual for every single reason. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, I don't even have time to sit down. Sure. So, you know, kind of, kind of whittled those down. Mm -hmm. uh, and with the indigenous practices that, that I learned, I got more into and still hold to uh, full moon rituals. Uh, where I live now, uh, I have found a wonderful pagan community, which surprised me to no end. And they also uh, do full moon rituals. So those are once a month. Um, they are different each month because each person in that group, I mean, we don't all believe the same thing. We don't all follow the same path. So it's almost like every month somebody else gets to host. Uh, I've already had my turn. It was wonderful. Um, but uh, there is the full moon rituals. There's uh, the main Sabbaths or holidays. Uh, Samhain, which just passed, or Halloween. That's sort of like my, my new year. Um, next uh, coming up would be Yule okay, or, or Christmas. Uh, that should be a fairly big one. Uh, I don't know because, again, this is my first year uh, in Ontario, so it's totally new uh, for me, but definitely excited. Um, but as far as my own uh, rituals, generally every morning, I, I actually have an altar set up in our main floor hallway. And generally every morning I go, because it's right at the bottom of the stairs, so it's super easy. Um, but I just light an incense for myself and my family uh, to help with any difficulties each of us may be having for my community, my neighbors, uh, and for anybody who needs it. And I just put it out there to do whatever it needs to do for whoever needs it. And, and how many kids do you have? Uh, myself, I have four, uh, all grown, one son, three daughters. I have three grandbabies and wow. two step. <laughs> okay, congratulations on that one. Uh, I just I just have the one. And Gray actually just had a little Sheila, which is a Sheila is a UK for a, a, a woman, I guess. I know they use all kinds of weird words over there. But actually, <laughs> I do want to briefly share... This is my public service announcement about not using drugs because in Thailand, you've maybe have heard of the full moon parties that they have there. No. Okay. So, well, there's actually, and I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called Kopanyang. And this beach, every full moon, or actually every full moon, like tens of thousands of people go into there, but, but. But literally, they'll use it as an excuse to like, oh, the sun came out today. Oh, the moon came out today. Let's go have a rave <laughs> or whatever. And so it's, it's really, yeah, they have these raves. And, uh, and I had actually, this is this is level of depravity there. You could actually get a magical mushroom omelet. Like, like literally. So my mom had actually just died. And, and I went to Thailand to do as many drugs as like humanly possible. 
and this is way before I was a Christian. And so when I went there, I had taken one of these um, omelets and uh, on this full moon party, which they do dances and celebrations there. Uh, but it was crazy because I could see like, wow, this is so crazy. I could see like the ripples, like uh, on the water and the sand. And I could see like all kinds of patterns yep. in there. It was something like I can Im very well imagine like being like a savant or like autistic where, or what's this? It's called synthesis, synthesis, something where people can like see the sounds. Right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, when your when your senses are are confused. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Kanye when West it says. Case, Great. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what the word of that is? It's synth. Synth is something. Anyway. Anyway, so the that funny was. Thing is, one of my stepsons and I literally were talking about this exact thing just yesterday, and uh, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the the word. It's called like synthesis or something like. Anyway, I'll I'll look it up right now because apparently Kanye West uh, has it, or at least he claims that he does. Um, but anyway, um, have you ever, or or do you ever like a? I've heard of like the DMT. It, it's a similar thing. You could have like a really spiritual experience uh, while on DMT. Have you ever done that, or do you ever incorporate any drugs into whatever you? your rituals not typically no no um i have uh, an interest in ayahuasca but i have yet to have the opportunity um the experiences that i've had uh, and like spiritual experiences or you know bizarre uh, experiences um have all been dead sober Mm. dead sober um i mean one of the one of the biggest ones uh, for me was when i was only 14 so yeah you know, not on drugs at 14 mm, <laughs> uh, i've never done dmt or anything like that so synthesthesia is what it's called but yes uh, so so real quick um real quick i do want to ask you did you did you have an earlier an earlier um, religious deconversion from, uh, I believe you mentioned Christianity earlier. Did, did you experience some kind of traumatic uh, event with that uh, that caused you to want to leave? Well, it's, it's traumatic is kind of putting it mildly. Mm -hmm. um, 17 years old, uh, I'm not going to uh, get into the, the name of it or what have you, because that's their own belief and that's that's their own um but i was kind of talked into going to this church uh, with someone who had drastically uh changed themselves uh like no more jewelry no more no no tv no music no nothing um so i went essentially out of curiosity like what mm -hmm happening to this person mm -hmm. um and after a four hour horrifying uh sermon uh where i witnessed a small child who was not allowed to get up off the pew to go to the bathroom he wet his pants and was beaten with a ping pong paddle because he wet his pants oh my god yep um that's 
I almost don't want to say any more, mm -hmm. um, but the end result uh, had me physically run from the building. Okay, I'm not scared of much. Um, that terrified me. And yeah, that's, that's literally traumatic. Yep, that was when I was 17. And my daughter, okay, who I had mentioned uh, before, when she was six, okay, when she was six, I was 25, mm -hmm. 25. Did we lose her? I think so. All right. Well, if she's not here, then we got to get into this. We've, we've, we've lost was... you. Ah, yeah, you got to restart all over. When, when you, whenever you were 20, 25, ah, okay. we lost you. No. Um, well, I was just pointing out that it traumatized me so much that from the time I was 17 years old till probably 25, 26 years old, there's mm -hmm. no way I was setting foot in the church. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted no part of mm -hmm. any of that kind of crazy. None. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Greg? Um, as an engineer, an energy to me means um, transfer of something from one material to another. Um, it cannot pr be produced it cannot be destroyed. It just travels through the universe. Um, what does energy mean to you? That's actually an interesting question. I'm, I don't really know how to answer that. Um, it's just what makes up everything. Um, this is a collection of energy. I so like um, a physical thing, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's what makes up every single thing. And that's usually used to be how I would phrase uh, me. I am a billion little tiny pieces mm -hmm. of a billion little tiny pieces of a billion little tiny pieces of a billion little tiny pieces. Um, no, I, I agree. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you, though. I agree. Um, perfect, perfect answer. So, okay. So, all right. I, I don't okay so i want to phrase this correctly because this has the potential to sound a little condescending so i just want to make sure it's not okay so so okay i'm also fluent in sarcasm so we're good yeah, okay, okay good. All right. <laughs> I, I think the brits invented it if they didn't invent it they definitely perfected it so um okay so no comment so, so this this belief that okay how, how do i really phrase it? i know i know how to express it i know what this means in my mind but trying to find the words to say this is, is really difficult just but, say it okay so so if what you what you're trying to say or what you've said is that basically everything would be just like a part of god like god is somehow um, or god or whatever it is out there there's something you 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 would agree that there's some kind of higher power out there correct i've had too many experiences to right okay. say definitively that there is not yeah so i'm, I'm in the same category but yeah. if so so if that is the case if that is the case and god is just kind of like something like a hinduistic um 
interpretation where God is kind of like he's everything. He's the good and the bad. He's the light and the dark. He's just uh, everything is different manifestations uh, of God in that sense. Um, would you would you say that that is something along the lines of what you believe in? Yes. So, so, so then, would you not ever? Would you ever be able to like pray to this deity or interact with this deity in some way, or is that just too abstract? Um, not necessarily. I think a lot of that is uh, what I do. Um, you know, um, some friends of mine actually I'll use this as an example. Um, a couple that I know uh, are going through some pretty pretty tough things uh, right now so not necessarily um, directing my requests or prayers or what have you uh, and I've actually had uh, you know Wiccans and Pagans kind of look at me sideways when I say prayers mm -hmm. but it's the same thing a prayer a recipe a spell a formula it's all the same thing just spelled differently ha <laughs> ha I like mm -hmm. wordplay. Um, <laughs> I'd like to grin there. But um, just putting it out there, right? Asking for help for them, asking for clarity mm -hmm. for them and safety and comfort. Um, it could be to creator. Uh, it could be to a specific deity. Uh, I don't actually work with many uh, specific deities, but I have... Uh, adored uh, and been kind of fascinated with Kuan Yin for a number of years because um, she's all about compassion and and helping people and using their tears to you know fertilize or help something grow something positive um, yeah so I'm not sure if that, that answered your question or not well okay okay so then so that let, let me get right into this can you, in one minute, one minute, describe how you and I met uh, via the other video from the guy from the UK? Well, I received a link to that video mm -hmm. from a concerned friend, <laughs> um, and I, I had never heard of your podcast, mm -hmm. uh, but incidentally, since then, I have watched a number of videos Great. and really enjoy them because uh, now I have a better understanding of what's going on mm -hmm. but it just as someone who is also a mentor mm -hmm. to a number of people um the content um that this person was putting out was just it was to me it was very scary it was very scary um and I kind of couldn't help myself Put a few comments in polite yeah okay. i was polite um and it just sort of exploded from there uh, and i believe you contacted me from there so okay so so this guy meeting him online he told me that he was a witch and um, kind of while contacting him uh, having this conversation with him which I got, we're going to put the link in the description because it was really interesting, but it seems like yeah. some of the stuff he, he just genuinely, he was, he was just getting his feet into it. So he was, he was learning and, and I can appreciate that people are, because as a Christian, there's many things I don't know. So I'll be very honest sure. in things I don't know. 
the things I can't answer. Like like with, with Gray, I, I don't BS answers, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 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 sure. I'll be honest. I'll take the conversation as far as I can take it. So that's why I could appreciate uh, him. And so if someone doesn't really know what they're talking about, I'm not, I don't want to press him to like try to fold him or trying to, you know, that, that's just not my style. That's not what I'm interested in. But yeah, exactly. So, so when, when people are having those conversations with me, I generally appreciate that they're willing to sit down and talk about whatever it is that they might believe in. Even if, even if I might personally find it like not to be true, you know? So that's why when people were like hating on him, I'm like, well, this guy, is, he's, he's trying to find some stuff out and, um, you know, he's, he's on his path and some of the stuff he thought was a little out there, but okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm probably sure people would hear what I've experienced and say, that's a little bit out there, but that's fine. But uh, so, so I do want to ask you another question. So real quick, you believe in like spirits? I have to. I've seen. Right. I've seen too many to not. Right. So. 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 Do. Do you believe? Because this is the question I was asking him, and I thought his response is really interesting. But you believe that there are some benevolent and also evil spirits as well. I mean, it would make sense, right? Because without something positive, mm -hmm. how would you know about something bad? Mm -hmm. And vice versa, you need both mm -hmm. to be able to determine which is which. Mm -hmm. So, you you think um, obviously there's there's some kind of god, then that must mean that there is some kind of devil. Would you agree with that? Well, and again, you know, with with something negative, you have to have something positive to balance it out. And I'm right. thinking that that's that's something that's very subjective, right? And, mm. and I guess individual. Right. Uh, sure. I know that uh, Satan as such is a Christian concept, for lack of another term. Um, but it would just make sense to me. I mean, if you have up or actually reword this a little better, you can't have up unless you have down because mm -hmm. what's the difference? So do you do you ever have any any. Um... Have you, have you ever received any sort of bad treatment for what you believe and what you practice from from other people? Sort of, you know, it's, 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 it's had bad press, isn't it, this kind of thing? So um, has that affected your life, would you say? Not adversely, no. Uh, I've had a couple of experiences that kind of raised my eyebrows. Um, I, aside from everything else that I do, I also make... Uh, soaps, teas, incense, medicines, uh, and things out of uh, usually things that I grow or collect wild. Oh, and I do a lot of farmers markets. And mm -hmm. one market that I was at, a couple had bought probably one of every single kind of my soaps, a bunch of teas, all this kind of thing. They're working their way down my table. And then they see that I have a deck of tarot cards there. Mm -hmm. And my date book says a witch's date book. Mm. Oh my, you would have thought that I set the world on fire. They changed that fast from conversational, fun, and funny to, oh my God, you're the devil. You're going to die. You're going to kill. And I just sat there. Like um, They left very quickly. They did take the soaps and teas and things that mm. they bought. Uh, <laughs> 
but I just kind of sat there. That's all that matters. Going, that's actually all that matters on that story. Right? <laughs> so, but mostly for me, uh, because I, I do tend to be one of those people that's almost annoyingly easygoing, right? Um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It's not my issue, right? It's theirs. And they only know what they know. Right. So actually, um, so right after I did become a Christian, I was still kind of going through this rebirth, regeneration stage. So I did actually wind up going to this hippie commune and uh, smoking. That's where most people I know say I should be, but yeah, you know. it was interesting. But they they did give me a book called um, "The Four Agreements." by Don Miguel Ruiz. And the thing about that book is one of the agreements is that you don't take things personally because whatever someone else is saying about you or towards you, it's a reflection of whatever's going on inside of them. So it's yep. not a reflection so much uh, on you as it is them. So like a bully, for example, um, when you really get to understand the psychology uh, of a bully, you'll understand these people are fractured people uh, at their they core. They are broken. And yes. so when you, whenever you understand that, you can look at them in a, in a bit of a different way, even with Trump. I mean, someone who I disagree with 99.9% <laughs> of virtually everything. If I take a step back um, and take a step, step take, take a step back from the uh, Islamophobia or transphobia or whatever, whatever, whatever is going on there, and I would just have to say, if a person who is internally whole and healthy, like does not go out and try to attack people, you know, um, exactly. because you know that you actually know that the more you harm others, you're actually harming yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. So um, like one of my favorite quotes is that if you truly loved yourself, uh, you can never hurt someone else because you would know that that hurts you yourself in the long run. And it goes back to, you know, what is it? Love thy neighbor, or treat mm -hmm. others how you like to be treated. That is such a base. Mm -hmm. thing. Like to me, that should just be automatic. Don't right. treat people like crap. They won't treat you like crap. Uh, we, we like to send the questions in advance so that people know that we're not trying to um, entrap them, you know, because I've been in discussions where people are trying to lead me in a certain direction because they're trying to trap me down. That's not, what I, we don't do gotcha questions or anything like that. Um, so we like to give these ahead of the time, but uh, I was wondering if you could tell me uh, what your thoughts on the meaning of life is. Well, and again, that's something incredibly subjective, mm -hmm. but as far as myself, mm -hmm. um, you should have some sort of purpose, mm -hmm. whether it's for your own self or your family or your community, you need to have some sort of purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite quotes ever, okay, it's from Albert Einstein, and it kind of fits in here. He says, at the end of my life, I want it to have been something I was proud to be a part of, okay? So for me, uh, being a good person, right, like really a good mm -hmm. person, um, learning everything that I can about whatever it is that interests me and sharing that, which is why I mentor, uh, putting it more up, you know, keeping that knowledge going, sharing it, uh, instead of, you know, hoarding it and keeping mm -hmm. it secret. 
Well, it's mm -hmm. the point, right? So if, and there's also, um, have you ever heard of a movie called The Big Fish? You're talking about Big Big Fish by... Um... The Big Fish, the man who's dying. Oh, who the heck's in it now? Wait, you're talking about it's Tim one... Burton? I... Ewan McGregor? I believe so. Uh, this old man, he's dying. He spent uh, like his son's whole entire life telling him all these outlandish okay, it's stories. Called, it's called, just for the record, it's called Big Fish. And the only reason, because Tim Burton's like one of my favorite directors, and that movie, when it came out, I could not sleep the entire night through. I, I had to wait till eight o'clock in the morning. So I was so excited to see it because, yeah. But I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry. To I normally wouldn't crack but, people, but I just, because he said that I wasn't sure if that was the same. Yep, um, no, it is. But, but that same sort of mindset, okay, having this extraordinary experience, right? And I don't care what it is. If you want to experience going to university for like 30 years and doing whatever, or going to a hippie commune, or, you know, up to you. But experience the hell out of it. Because that's, that's what you should do. And then teach what you learn, what you found exciting, share those things to keep that energy going, right? Keep those little pieces moving. So, so are you, have you ever seen the Terminator series? So long ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually they just released one like two years ago, the last, the latest one, but the third one is called a rise of the machines with Schwarzenegger. And in this one, actually, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets sent back again, go figure. And he's he's there to help us help the grown-up version of Edward Furlong's character, which is John Connor. And so they're they're explaining, he's explaining what why he's there to this to the to his girlfriend, I guess, or future wife. And she's like, after she he explains it to her, she's like, You really like don't really have any um like reason to help us because we're going to be destroying you know these terminators in the future whatever and so she's like like why do you care like you should actually be fighting against us you know and he explains to her that he has been given a mission he, his program in his mind is to go back and help him to help them do this okay so he says if I were not to fulfill that mission, he says, like, I would, I would be, my life would be meaningless. It would be purposeless. Like there would be nothing for me to do. I basically would just rot away. And I thought the overall implications of that about humanity, which is one of the reasons, uh, God bless Gray's heart, but one of the reasons why I find atheism to be such a, honestly, an all out assault in many ways on, 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 human life and dignity because it's like what where do you get this like like to tell people that there's no ultimate thing that we're supposed to be doing out there and you know it, it just seems like that could now a lot of people can emerge from that like a sarta or a, a Camus and say we're gonna make this meaning but i just think for your average person that could be something very devastating to tell them so i don't like if you believe in tarot cards or whatever you mentioned that or astrology or whatever i personally do not believe any of that stuff is real 
But if that is something that is helping you, I would never come along and try to like uproot that idea from you. Because if it's helping exactly. you in your personal life and it's something that you're drawing some kind of meaning, meaning from, um, I wouldn't want to be the person to, now I might tell you to go look into some uh, astronomy and research that maybe a little bit more. I might push you in that <laughs> direction, but like, I'm not here to destroy people's beliefs, you know? I, yeah. I will tell you about my experience, but that's just, you know, I'm not your average well, and in all honesty, that's all we can do is talk about our own relationship uh, that way, our own experiences that way. And that was, you know, the other thing that was kind of a complete turnoff as far as churches, because if you don't do this, mm -hmm. say this, dress like this, behave mm -hmm. like this, you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. uh, nope. Thanks. No, I'm good. Um I've often told people that uh, God or Allah or creator or whoever that is, whatever mm -hmm. it is, doesn't actually have to care what you call it as mm -hmm. long as you listen if it does, mm -hmm. right? And then, like, that's where it becomes that individual experience, right? Every single one of us has that little tiny speck of absolute magic, okay? Cell one, meet cell one, boom. Now you have a human being. That's like the ultimate in magic, right? So every single one of us is miraculous. Every single one of us has at least one little piece of that magnificence. Again, doesn't have to care what you call it. It's already here and what you do with it what you experience with it or not totally up to you and for the record i have my earrings in like whenever i was young i wanted the earrings and the tattoos and the flashy stuff to, to like show off for me but now like i do let my tattoos show and it's not because i care if i like i'm trying to look you know, more appealing or whatever yeah, for me, tattoo. it's actually for yeah. other people. Like, Hey, you can still have some tattoos. You can still have a beer or whatever. You know, I have a beer on here um, and still believe in God. And that, that doesn't define my um, relationship with God, but okay. Uh, Greg? Yeah. I just want to go back um, onto what you're saying about the, um, when, you know, atheists and theists debate, the, mm -hmm. it's almost as if like atheists are trying to take something from mm -hmm. uh, the theist and, mm -hmm. The problem with uh, the online community is it's full of people that do just that. That's why it's such a poisonous place to be. Mm -hmm. um, it seems that people are online um, to try and take things from people um, as opposed to um, taking something positive from them. They're, they're essentially trying to take something, um, you know, away from them and mm -hmm. create problems for them, um, which is why I find speaking to you so interesting, Diesel, because... You know, you, you could see where I was at. You could see the level I was I was on. And that's what the podcast is about. The podcast mm -hmm. is about learning from a, one another, not debating or mm -hmm. arguing. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, what what was it like? Did you say that you identified as a witch from the age of 17, was it you said? Um, not necessarily identified as a witch. Um, just I didn't fit anywhere like not even in my own family mm -hmm. um and for whatever reason um 
one of my earliest and weirdly crystal clear memories. I was in grade four and I'm walking home from school and there's a hedge of bushes and it's filled with sparrows and all sorts of little birds. Mm -hmm. And one was looking at me. I don't know. Really? Um, I literally can't tell you what I had for dinner three days ago because I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But I remember this like it was an hour ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this bird and I'm thinking, this can't be my life. This, this isn't my life. I don't know why. And again, I'll, I'll be 55 in February. I still don't know what the heck that's supposed to mean mm -hmm. or why I can remember that and not what I made my family for dinner. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was bizarre. But it's... So Sure. Um, it kind of this this was kind of leading me on to something. Um, now, if I ever step the mark, tell me um, what, what what was it like when you when when you identified as a witch? How, what was dating like, and 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 how how did that affect you know meeting your your partner, and having children? I mean, what, what was it like? Um, as far as when I had my children, I was still very much confused. I mean, I was 20 when my son was born mm -hmm. uh, and my daughters all came along uh, four years after. So I was still fairly young. Um, didn't even fit there. Right. Um, I don't know. And I think that might be why I eventually went to church with my daughter. Uh, I did spend a number of years trying to figure out, right? Because it, it, it was almost like a physical piece was missing, but I don't know what it is. I, I wasn't comfortable in churches. I wasn't comfortable in my own house. I wasn't comfortable with my family. So fast forward a few years, and I was actually in a job um, seated next to a woman who had these beautiful cards laid out at her station um and i kept looking at them and looking at them and she had got up to get coffee or go to the bathroom or what have you and before i realized what i was doing i had actually moved my chair from my station over to hers right mm -hmm. and i'm looking at these cards and when she came back she's you know she says you like those yeah i'm like yeah what are these and she's she looks at me and she goes you're wiccan aren't you I honestly had never even heard the word, didn't know what it was. She gave me a couple of books. Um, I blew through those in about two days and it was like, oh, I'm home. I'm not crazy. I'm, well, my, my wife might uh, argue that one. Um, but I found a place where I kind of fit. So I dove into Wicca um, quickly figured and quickly meaning like maybe three years uh figured this is still too small of a box mm. i i don't belong in a box right uh and just kind of did my own thing from there uh, but it was a wonderfully comfortable feeling for a change to know that first off i'm not the only person because there's books on this wow um and to finally know, okay, I'm pushing, you know, well, 25, 26 years old, I think at this point, um, to finally find 
even a little piece of that chunk of me that felt like it was missing my whole life. So it was it was a very nice feeling. Like so, it's like coming home. Kind of, yeah. Finding home. Finding home. Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, in a technical sense, they would be kind of like coming home if you believe that you started here and this earth is just like a sojourn that you're in, right? Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, I have similar, you know, similar ideas about that as well, because the idea inside of Christianity is like we're... We start off innocent from a baby and then you get reborn in. And so it's like, it's called, I would call it like returning to the father. I had the period of my life where I was out doing whatever the, I mean, I, I told you some of this stuff in Thailand. I was <laughs> yeah. the wildest two months of my life. But, uh, but, but eventually, so yeah, I would call it coming back home. Um, I, my story very much is like the prodigal son where the son goes out to, he experiences all of these bad things, does all of these bad things with prostitutes and while living, and then he winds up coming back uh, to his father's house. And but actually, the main, the moral of that story is actually the, excuse me, is actually the reaction of his brother, because when he returns back, the brother is like really pissed off at him. And he's like, Dad, like, why are you welcoming him back? He blew all his money, did all this and all that. And so that story is actually really aimed at the, his brother. And so for me, after going, going down that route, I know I have about this much room to criticize. I mean, it's a little screw here. I have about this much room to criticize anyone. So um, you, you've made, and we talked very, we've talked briefly about this, about you know, your, uh, your sexual orientation, I'm not going to sit here and like judge and point your finger because if I were to do that, I have so much stuff coming back at me that would condemn me just like that. So it's like, we're on, we're both on the same journey. We're going through this life. And I just want to be as I am right now, just trying to be a light, um, just trying to express what I've experienced. And I don't want to turn you away from that light, you know? So you know, there's the Westboro Baptist, this type. That's not my, that's not what I'm trying to do. Because I, I think that would just turn you even more off. Correct? Usually. You know, it's like when you, when you walk into a room filled with kids with a shoebox with a lid. You put the shoebox with the lid on the table and you say, Kate, I'll be right back. Don't touch that box. Hmm. <laughs> Won't get out of the room and they will be in the box. Guaranteed. I don't know. My daughter's only three right now, so I. I oh, oh, hun. <laughs> Adam, I don't know. Adam, Adam, your daughter like that? You tell you, oh, don't touch that box. You'll touch it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you. The thing is, I, when she was about one and a half, I got to a stage where, I would get really annoyed with her, and and and, and afterwards, I think, hang on. You're, you're annoyed that you have actually put your daughter in, in an area that she can touch things you don't want her to touch. So in effect, she'd be annoyed at yourself, right? <laughs> and it's a really weird sort of uh, realisation as a parent where you go, you know, in order to protect your children, you you, you, you actually, actually follow the rules yourself. It's not about the, ch- mm-hmm. the children. Yeah, for sure. And, and actually... Yeah. And around and around and around you go. Yep. I remember the first time my daughter fell off the bed, she got like a, a knot on her head. She hit her head on the wood thing. 
and I just about wanted to kill myself. I was like, I am officially the worst father <laughs> in the world. And, and, I, and I told my friend's mom, and he's like, oh, babies fall all the time. He's like, they'll be all right. You know, the, the swelling went down in like yeah. a couple of hours. And they're like, everyone's baby <laughs> falls off the bed. Like, but yeah, you know, yeah. I uh, it happened a couple of times, but like, I definitely became a lot more um, cautious about that, you know? And so, I, I, but new parents, I advise them, I'm like, hey, it's going to happen. Um, it's going to happen just to minimize it, obviously. But, you, you know, as they say, I love this thought when they say parenting doesn't come with the the manual book you know it's just like a in life just trial and error and learning and learning you know uh, mistakes are the best way to learn and uh getting back on this though i do want to ask you a question um do you believe that there's life after death and then after you answer that do you believe in like alternate realities such as maybe like um other dimensions um or uh, yeah, other realities. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, with the uh, sheer volume of encounters that I have had, there mm -hmm. has to be something after this. Um, I don't know what, I haven't died yet, so I don't know for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm, aside from being fluent in sarcasm, I'm also fluent in being a smart ass. So, you know, <laughs> sorry if that's not allowed. Um, but as far as, uh, I'm sorry, what was the second part? Oh, different realities. Okay. Um, I've, I think that I've had encounters where it feels like just on the other side of this wall, right? In my dining room here, just on the other side of this wall, there's different walls, mm -hmm. right? Might not be the same plane, might just be, you know, a different time. Um, I, I guess, yes, I do believe that there's alternates or different, you know, because every time that you come to a point where there's a decision, okay, if I make this choice, this happens. If I make this choice, this happens. But if I make this choice, does this one completely disappear? I I don't know. In any chance you've <laughs> ever you've ever seen the movie? I think it's called Sliding Doors. Mm. No. Uh, Sliding Doors, or let's see, there's another one called. This plays out in a couple of movies, but one of them is called Femme Fatale with Antonio Banderas and you can tell I'm a movie buff and Rebecca Romain Stamos. And then the other one is Run Lola Run, which is like a German film. But it, it shows like these little small um, things that happen like on sliding doors. I think it all comes down to her like missing a, a bus or something or a train. And then it winds up just going and shows what would happen. Let's just say you miss that train. Like let's say you might have met someone on there that you didn't want to meet and how that could totally change your whole life. And with yep. Run Lola Run, it shows like three different time, like three different 30 minute periods about what happens and about how, how these little small chance encounters or whatever, just luck of the draw, like 
when you when you take it, let's just assume for a second that there this is the only reality, uh, just hypothetically speaking. But so much would just come down to just random chance. Whenever you have like billions of people uh, existing for uh, or on this planet, you know, thousands, hundreds, thousands of years, the likelihood of things going down in like in a very smooth way and never being repeated again or all, all these strange coincidences that could wind up happening. You know, it's really small when, when you think about how much we actually experience. I, I put up the screw. I mean, we're experiencing like a little hair, like that's just a little, one of my white hairs. I, I pluck out my white hairs because they're all over the place. But we're experiencing just a small fraction sliver of reality. But to think how things could have gone down in a different way. And so for me, I have a hard time, like this is something that doesn't make complete sense inside of Christianity with me because on one hand, I very much strongly believe in the butterfly effect, like from the butterfly effect, the movie uh, Star oh. Back to the Future, but like little things could happen. So it's like, it's it, it seems hard for me to understand how God could judge someone just based off of that reality, you know? Um, whenever one little small thing, it could even be like a something irrelevant, like a a, a, a needle falling, something like that. Could wind but up that thing, though, is how do you know that that little needle falling was irrelevant? No, I'm saying it's not irrelevant. Like Maybe how that's far down the rabbit hole do you want to go, right? Right, like right. <laughs> So anyway, that does cause me some cognitive dissonance inside of my Christianity because it's like, what one event could have happened with someone, let's say it takes like a serial killer or something. If you could, if you could reverse engineer that person's life and put a mentor in their life at a certain time, maybe that person might be the president of the United States or something, you know, maybe that person might invent like, like a zero emissions car or something like that. Just, just this one little small thing going and that in turn, you know, changing in time. So, I have a hard time to process that as a Christian, but uh, so, great. so you don't want you don't want me part of this conversation because um, the atheist will always be the party pooper, unfortunately. Um, in in you know the fact that uh, you know I don't per se think there is a meaning of life. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, and that we kind of roll through life and and die for like nothing. Um, sorry guys <laughs> um i when it comes down to will that that's another that's another uh that's, a, that's another boring answer for me because i think that we behave the way we do um because of our our environment so i don't it, it it's kind of like um saying you know free will doesn't really exist because the decisions that we make in our lives are determined by um, our minerals and our environment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a, a very dark sort of way of looking at reality and life. Yeah, but that's how I, but what I would like talk talking about minerals and things like that, I would like to go on to um, discuss um, spells and how spells actually work. You know, obviously we've got a accumulation of materials in, you know, maybe a cauldron or a few words put together what what do what do spells mean to you because i know that obviously it means different things to different people um what's your take on that what what, what does it actually how does it work 
Yeah, and then, and then the follow-up question I have to that is, do you have a broom that you don't just sweep with? Do you, all do you all of this would never be supported flying a broom. So unfortunately, <laughs> you don't fly on brooms. I try to vacuum, but you can only fly as far as the cord goes, so that sucks too. Ha ha. That's the word play again. Um, don't we all as in the a spell. Right? We, we need, you should just be born with, with like a snare drum and a cymbal. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> so many minutes, so many moments that you miss. Uh, but as far as a spell, essentially how I explain it most times, it's exactly the same as a recipe. Okay? If you want to make banana bread, you have to have certain ingredients to get that banana bread. Right? if I want to find a job, okay? If I'm sitting on the couch, and I think I'm picking this one because everywhere on social media, I need a job, I need a spell to find a job. Tell you what, get your butt off the couch, print off some resumes, go for a walk. That's a great a job, right? Right? It's so easy and it works every time. Um, there are occasions where I have, uh, pulled out all the bells and whistles because uh, I, I don't. I, I really don't. I have eight wands right here, right? I point at something. I want my phone. I point my phone. There you go. It worked. But you don't count the thumbs? The thumbs, the thumbs. Well, I mean, it's kind of like weird pointing with your thumb. It's, it's pointing with your thumb, right? So... I'm weird enough. If I added this, I think that might be a little too much. But no, I'm just trying to say that it's people make things way bigger than they need to be. Okay. If I want a spell for me is exactly the same as a recipe. It is a means to a desired outcome. Okay. Uh, you can go through all the, the steps, you know, pour your... <sighs> Salt circles. Oh my goodness, people, do not pour salt on your freaking carpet. Okay? You'll be vacuuming that out for months and it won't, it's worse than glitter. Don't do it. Um, you don't have to, right? You are your own temple. You are your own entity. Like I said, you come with wands. You want something? Point mm -hmm. to it. I got it. You know, um, there have been occasions where I have pulled everything out because the circumstances, uh, one in particular, um, things were, were affecting my family uh, from another person, uh, and it was starting to, uh, like, it progressed from annoying phone calls to showing up at weird places, uh, interfering with my family, then it got physical, and I'm like, okay, no, 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 pull up the sleeves, pulled everything out, did my circle, called the quarters, did everything okay carried out my spell um uh, essentially actually i can person. use it, it was a, a binding okay which kind of it, it binds somebody from doing any more harm okay um that was in 2013 yeah they can't do any harm if they're dead right so well, that, no, that I don't need to kill anybody. I just needed them to get the hell away <laughs> from my family. And it, it worked. It worked. So it, it definitely worked. So 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 here's a question I have. Um 
one is how do you account for evil one and then two there is a dark side of this um of this as well like the the, the either incantations or potions or whatever and i thought it was very interesting interviewing that other guy when he talked about that there's like a light side and there's a dark side to this so something that we're trying to heal someone for example that would be like considered a light side or something we're trying to hurt someone would be considered dark side but he said hey if you're like putting a hex on like the taliban you know that's kind of like a light because you're you're it is something with a negative intent to hurt someone but the actual net benefit is like positive because those people are hurting other people so i know that's a lot so the first one was how do you account for evil and then second of all did the, the is there like a dark side or evil side to hurt like voodoo for example uh, voodoo i think is definitely miss another thing that is absolutely misrepresented mm -hmm. um, it is a very closed practice uh, so I don't honestly think that anybody who doesn't practice it or is educated in it has room to talk about it. Mm -hmm. okay. um, as far as evil, okay, uh, that again, it's an individual thing, okay. Um, magic is magic is magic is magic doesn't matter it's not good it's not bad it's not light it's not dark it's the person who is doing mm -hmm. said magic um that's the same you know like with mm. um i mean you hear horror stories about priests and and all these things mm -hmm. you know and what they're doing with little boys and all this mm -hmm. it's not their religion that's bad or their spiritual belief that's bad it's that person mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe needs a smack upside the head. <laughs> um, and that's another thing where I'm, I think I'm very comfortably right on the fence with almost everything, right? I don't know for certain that there's a God. I don't know for certain there is not. I don't know for certain that, you know, like, I don't know. So I just just stay right here do my own thing um but as far as evil uh i i've encountered things that are rough mm -hmm. but i think evil is like a hollywood thing I, really? I really i think from a person's point i mean i have met ridiculous narcissists um totally disillusioned people um but i wouldn't necessarily say evil right uh and this uh people usually flip out when i say this but hitler okay wait started off with amazing ideas mm -hmm. nobody should go hungry nobody should be without a home nobody should be without a job great ideas Mm -hmm. Then, unfortunately, you know, his junk came out and, well, we're here now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that didn't work out very well. But I still don't even think that he was evil. Troubled. Uh, definitely in, in need of, you know, of some heavy-duty mm -hmm. counseling 
probably hospitalization. If that was in place, maybe these things would not have happened. But there again, we've got that in the road, right? Um, but even the things that we learned because of something that horrendous, and I mean, it should never have happened in the first place, but it did. So where do you go from there? You go up, right? Or you learn. Um, sort of getting off track there. Sorry. Um, yeah, I followed you through a lot of this stuff that you said. You've kind of you're starting to lose me here on this one because, to me, that is one of the that is one of the the things I believe that does prove that there is a God. That the fact that there is evil out i mean there is evil out there i'm i'm sorry there is absolute evil and i'm not going to tell you this person's name but look up the maniacs out of ukraine just type in ukraine and maniacs and see what those guys did over the course of like just like a couple of days uh, honestly the most horrific thing i've ever heard of uh, in my life um and i've heard of some pretty bad stuff so the yes. fact that there is some kind of a force out there, and I would say, I, I would call it devil. You, you don't necessarily have to use that terminology because I know that could make some people uncomfortable. Man. But to know that there is there is some, and, and I got the tattoos of this. I have, I have all the, I told you I have all the religious tattoos, but that like balance, that like, that like the yin and the yang right there. Um, yeah. The fact that I know that because of some of the stuff, unfortunately, I've just had some curiosity that I really undo the things I've seen in my mind um, yep. out of researching some stuff online and studying history. Um, there is, I, I, and, I, and, I did, and I, and I did talk to you about like, I do believe you could, re, you could re, reverse engineer someone's mind or maybe just give them some kind of treatment and solve that problem. And I, I, I've mentioned that already in the first place, but end result, the end game of what some people do out there, I'm talking about the squid games. I have a hard time believing that that is completely just fictional, you know? Like the fact that there, to think that there aren't people who, who, who would play these kind of games with people's lives, that to me is not at all a far stretch of, of reality to think that that's something like that is. Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. Not yeah. at all. That would be a narcissist's favorite playground. Right. You know, yeah. and that's what I mean. Like with, with um, the knowledge that I have on different disorders, different uh, mental states, different mental places. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a little harder for me to say, okay, that's evil, period. Okay. They're disturbed. They're wrong oh my god they are wrong but evil i i don't know i don't know there again i think i'm right on that fence because why are they like this right that's mm -hmm. that's where my curiosity goes is you know like um i'm a big fan of psychological thrillers mm -hmm, I, I love it mm -hmm. love it things that that just mess with your brain and play mm -hmm. with it make you think but I don't like, oh, well, you know, his, his mom was mean. So that's, that's why they're like this. Okay. No, everybody has that switch in their head that says, oh, nope, this is wrong. Flick. Don't do right. it. How come that switch didn't flick for them? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. evil 
right? There's 50, I mean, look at all the, you know, conditions that everybody and their dog now has, you know, so there's, there's so many different degrees and ways of uh, explaining or defining evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I would, I would definitely agree with what you just said. Um, it, for me, it's a bit like speaking to somebody that um, I spoke to somebody recently um, with PTSD and they tried mm -hmm. to explain to me um, about what it was like to suffer from, from PTSD. Mm -hmm. And they, and they did, they used the switch analogy and they said that their body is constantly in flight mode and that switch, that natural switch that switches that off doesn't work. And I think yeah. that um, evil, if we're going to call it that at the moment, um, I think that, uh, that, that there's a switch in our in our minds. I don't I don't I don't think that you know it's evil. I think it's um, a psychological. Um, and again, as I said earlier, it's an environment. It's minerals in an environment behaving a certain way. And for me, that's as far as it goes. Well, I mean, it's nature and nurture. It has to be. I, for the life of me, wish I could believe that. Um, I, I mean, I'm telling this is not semantics. This is not. Um, I'm just being as serious because from the stuff that I've experienced and the stuff that I know, I I really wish I could just boil it down. But the thing is, I have experienced that. I have because you 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 haven't said any of whatever you've experienced, knowing that there's spirits or an afterlife, or whatever. I have had experiences where I have encountered that evilness absolutely in my life. I, I, I would, I'd strap myself up to lie detector tests right now and, and uh, wager my life what, what I've experienced. So I, if, you're, if you were to tell me that all of that was just merely a chemical reaction that I've experienced, I would, there, I mean, I'd say if, if, I could, if I could go back to that stage where... <laughs> The only thing I really cared about was like traveling and partying. Um, I've thought about it sometimes because my life was just so much easier whenever the only thing I was worried about was the next woman I was going to sleep with or um, the next country I was going to. That, that was the only thing I had to worry about. And so my life has changed so dramatically from that. But um, yeah, this conversation actually went in a totally different direction. Than I thought it was going to go under. And um, I do I, I do want to ask you on this uh, last question, though. Um, what, yeah, so what would, what would be, what would be, what, what would you want someone to know about you that might have some, like, really distorted ideas or uh, false imagery of whatever it is that you practice? Uh, what would your message, uh, would you want to say to them? Things about me or my practice that would have strange connotations yeah i mean we kind of joked about the, the okay. or whatever but m maybe some people just think that like for instance you'd be like a devil worshiper or um <laughs> no or whatever whatever, whatever <laughs> it might be um i think well i mean it's a little hard pressed for me to answer because i'm very very open with the people that i associate with and my friends so they all know adam is uh, a devil worshiper by the way adam is the devil worshiper of the group so Okay. Uh, well, I mean, they each their own, right? If, you know, that's what strokes their no, little boat. That's a joke. Um, but as far as myself, I mean, I 
I'm not even sure really how to answer that. I see things that people don't see. Um, I always hear things literally 24 mm seven. -hmm. Um, I have experienced beings next, like right, right against me who were not there. Oh, um, you know, but for me, they were, I mean, the one experience that I was just referring to, I sincerely attribute to my still being here. <laughs> mm. um, and, but they were all very positive uh, experiences for me. And yeah. again, most of the people that I know already know those, so I'm not sure what I, I, would... I don't have any doubt. I, I have absolutely zero doubt. I, I may have a different explanation for it, but I don't have any doubt whatsoever that you've actually had those experiences. Yep. Oh, sure. Oh. Yep. Uh, too right. Too... Great. You got any last ideas? Um, yeah, last last one from me um, is two parts. One's a question, one's a request, okay? Uh, the question is um, third eye and wisdom. Do you um, believe in a third eye? Do you have a third eye? Um, and is that is that solely to do with wisdom? I mean, how, how does that connect with wisdom? Um, and the last part is, can you please do a spell for me and my family? Positive one, obviously. Actually, it's funny that you asked that because when we were talking about it before, I thought you need something. I don't know what it is, but you need something. So, of course, absolutely, I, I would be honored. Uh, as far as third eye, that's I'm kind of laughing. Uh, I'm kind of big on tattoos and piercings. And I actually had, you can see there's a little scar there. Yeah, yeah. And it's called third eye piercing. Okay, this beautiful little teeny tiny crystal just right there. Um, I watched it come out of my head. Okay, I actually had this done twice. It won't stay in. And the woman who was doing it for me uh, said, I'll do it a third time if you want, but I don't think this is going to work because your third eye is never closed hmm. i'm i'm so open right it's never closed so i figured i i don't need to get punched in the forehead again i'll just leave it <laughs> so i left it alone um but no there is definitely um a third eye concept uh, for me it's not necessarily that wisdom it's um for me it's sort of the same as my gut my instinct um, it's never wrong, right? It wants what it wants, it knows what it knows, and it does not give two shits about anything else. And it's never wrong. You know, so it's it's the same sort of thing for me, if if that makes sense. You know, because... Sure, and, of... and... Sorry, Sorry go I'll ahead. No, I was just going to say, oh, most of the time no. when, when I hear about third eye, it's more about opening yourself, not necessarily wisdom. It's it's being open, it's being receptive uh, and available for new things. Gray. <laughs> Gray is actually from England. So I think they invented witches. That was awesome. I think they invented witches in, in England. Certainly Harry Potter, they came up with Harry Potter, but I think the Druids, I think they all originated from, we can blame the... The UK for that. So. Uh, yeah, so 
you know, I, I want to move to last thoughts right now. Um, I think after interviewing you and the other guy, initially I thought when I first interviewed him, I thought I was going to try to like uh, maybe maybe push the boundaries a little bit. And, and I really want to do the same thing with you, but maybe you're masking everything very well. But from what I've seen, both of you guys, it doesn't seem like there's like ill intent behind that or whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, maybe there is. I'm too maybe. old to care about stuff like that anymore. Well, I that... just don't. <laughs> I'm too old to be bothered with stuff like that anymore. And there's so, no point. Right. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting conversation. I really appreciate it. Um, I see you're doing some. Uh, as long as you're not trying to do what you're trying to do to hurt people, like uh, I, I really my beef doesn't uh because even it just assumed that i didn't believe anything that you said the, mm -hmm. the act the intention of whatever it is that you're doing in the universe putting out that energy into the universe that that affects the universe even if even if it's just in your mind that energy is going to manifest itself in some way or another okay so it does you don't have to believe in other dimensions or demons or yep. angels or anything like that it's just that intent is out there in the universe. And so there's there's been lots of studies on this about different experiments they've done to actually prove that that's totally true. But I think just just not having that in your mind, just negativity or desiring to hurt people uh, in the first place, I think is just a, a really good thing, so. It's been a real pleasure to meet you. And um, you just go to show that, you know, um, this field is huge. There's lots of different types of witches and, you know, um, I can feel the warmth from your soul. So I know the kind of witch that you are. So thank, thanks for joining us. It's, it's been really insightful. Yeah, great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, with that being said, nice I want to thank to you hear. for joining us today at RIT Podcast. Uh, we always make some small donations to some kind of organizations that we're working with. And so um, we are supporting, as I told you at the beginning, anti-bullying for the LGBT uh, plus community. So we will be making a small donation there because again, I may be 100% against uh, that myself, but there's just no room for bullying on this planet. Um, we could agree to disagree. And I could tell you very lovingly that, you know, this is this doesn't align with what I, with my thoughts are uh about the best way to be in the universe but ultimately that's irrelevant what i believe like it's your life my decisions aren't going to affect your life your decisions affect your life and so you're living with the consequences and um you know with your decisions so uh that's i i can respect and love you all along the way wherever you are on this journey so and that's what we're just trying to do here in this podcast and so uh be sure to check us out at www.regpodcast.com Check us out at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Spotify, just about everywhere you can find someone, you know, YouTube. Check us out. And this is what we're continually doing because we're trying to work towards a more empathetic, more compassionate world. And we look forward to seeing you back on our next episode. Bye.